two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Man, like, I hate how just blatantly corporatized stadiums are now. You know? Because yeah. it, it was like, yeah, like, it used to just be Mile High Stadium. And then it was Invesco Field at Mile High. And, that, and then just, it, it's Invesco Field. And now it's some other goddamn thing. Sports it's Authority, just like, right? And, like, they were the yeah, one sports that for- bought Gart Brothers Sports, and then all of it folded, right? And now it's something else stupid? Yeah, and, and, and it's just like, like, I get it. That's how you have to, you know, finance everything. That's how you buy new uniforms or whatever. But, like, can't we at least, like, keep some of the magic about, yeah, like, Mile High Stadium or, like, Wrigley? Well, uh, or, yeah, I, I think Wrigley Field. But then even then, that's like Wrigley chewing gum, you know? It's like, god damn it. I wonder uh, what old Lambo just... is. Yeah. <laughs> like surely Lambo's gotta be a I, well well no, that was that was well yeah, because that was the like one time coach, right? So like coach coach Lambo. Yep. Uh player or Packers founder, player and longtime head coach, Earl Curly Lambo. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, so one more reason to say go pack go. God damn it. Yeah, right. And so and so it is so okay. So that so so yeah so drop them off um, and then yeah like had to like hoof it back and by hoof it I mean drive a car <laughs> I wasn't like <laughs> physically running uh, but um, but yeah we got like this like random rainstorm and uh, of course the infrastructure across these United States is crumbling and traffic's cra- crazy but but I made it here we we were we are here I'm back in my wizard's tower safe and sound. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm super excited to cut this episode with you. Yeah, I am too, because it's um, going to be unknowable, buddy, and it's going to be real scary yeah. and body horror and like every other body episode of the Two Wizards podcast. <laughs> I don't know what that intro was, but yes. <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think that was it. I think No, I think that was on the nose. And yes, here we are once more. Uh, at the Two Wizards podcast, welcome everybody. Always a pleasure. Always a uh, yeah, creepy black and white sketched uh, pleasure <laughs> to to have you with us. <laughs> my name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And yes, we're back. Um, I'm excited for this. You're excited for this. We have been wanting mm-hmm. to do this. I think since like Halloween challenge number one, like our 13th or 14th episode, all those years ago. Yeah. And here we finally are. And, you know, I was going to make a big to do about it and like write up a whole everything. And then I realized like you can't because what we're talking about tonight, it can't be just distilled down into like a a 20 minute like, well, this and 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 this. So instead, before we get into it, we should get into this. Well, no, you know what? Screw it. We're gonna we're gonna mix it up tonight. We're gonna like spiral into a separate conclusion here, Josh. And first, we're gonna say what's our topic. And damn it, it is the greatest manga horror writer of all time. That man, the myth, the legend, the lover of all things cats, the Japanese Lovecraft. It's been said before by one person, mm-hmm. me, just now. But nowhere nearly as problematic. We're gonna talk about Junji Ito tonight, and Junji I am looking Ito. forward. Yeah. 
Ito-san, uh, Ito-sensei. Uh, uh, yes, because I think it was. I think it was all the way back uh, to that first um, Halloween series when, when we were reading Uki Spooky stuff. Um, and also, I think even in, in like some of our yokai episodes, we also sort of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge each other. Like, hey, this is kind of like Junji Ito. Because, um, yes, this is this is a person that is near and dear to us both. Uh, and I think makes a fitting continuation of our sometimes series, True Wizards. Because this guy, god damn, is he a true wizard? Um, yes, he is. Yes, he just is. Just the way that he combines story and art and uh, that sweet psychological terror. Uh, and, and yes, I'm, I'm also very excited. I'm very excited to, to talk about... Well, and, and also to your point, too, like, uh, g- going back to our first... Uh, true wizards with Herodotus like okay yeah you give some biography a, a, a few life details but 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 it's more than just the man or woman it's it, it's not just the person but it's like the effect that he or she has on the world uh and yeah boy howdy has like both Herodotus and Junji Ito like yeah the the waves of uh influence that they send out far far like outweighs Whatever prefecture they were born in, <laughs> or, or whatever. Uh, but I'm sure that we'll, you know, give some due credit for that. But before that, we do need to talk about what is in our wizard's cups. So, Mark, what are we drinking today? Oh, um, well, we had a special assignment. Well, not really special, but we said we're doing Ito, so we needed to do something that was vaguely Japanese-esque. And I bought a bottle of Gekakin Saki from City Market because I was <gasps> late getting home from my own little trip of my own little wizardly ramble today. Um, no way. I don't know. It's probably not any good. Then bottle it in Folsom, California. I like to think of it as prison sake now, but... <laughs> it's amazing that you mentioned that, Mark, because I, too, have Gekakin Sake. Oh, shit. The, f- the finest, the finest sake. Um, enjoying the honor of serving the Imperial household by appointment from Folsom, California. <laughs> but then, but then, but then, but then, because I can't leave well enough alone and I always got to be a special guy. I was at a liquor store up in, um, Gunnison, Colorado, and I saw these, like, by mm. the checkout. At the, I guess you'd call it the impulse buy section, and I just opened it and it's going to oh, kill man. me, I think. Uh, screwball peanut butter whiskey, 70 or 35% alcohol by volume. I want to say I had some of these at that beer fest in a steamboat. Like, they were pouring yeah. them there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think my dad's, like, a pretty big fan of Screwball peanut butter whiskey. Even though, like, he was he was super skeptical at first. He was, you know, out, out somewhere and somebody offered him some peanut butter whiskey. And he was like, what? What is this shit? And then he, like, actually tried some. He's like, okay, no, this is actually really good. Uh, but, uh... Uh, but yeah, hell, hell yeah, dude. Well, and, and who knows? Maybe I, I half promised my Mrs. Wizard that I wouldn't drink this entire bottle of sake, but maybe I will. <laughs> and maybe I'll follow that up with some sort of whiskey, you know, in my wizard's cabinet too. We'll, we'll just see, you know, the world, the world is open. Uh, it is, it is, it is, it is unknowable. You, you have no idea what's going to happen next. And I guess sort of on that note, uh, in addition to my usual, here's on you, uh, I will say kampai. And I will say kampai. Good buddy. Good oh, God, it buddy. smells terrible. Yeah, it is it is a... Well, because... <coughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. 
that is oily. It is thick. It is literally, if you could distill parts of Uzumaki into a... Oh, God, the heartburn. <laughs> oh, the spiral in my chest, Josh. Oh, God, I'm turning into a snail person. Oh, my God, I feel it. Oh, God. <laughs> well, because I was, like, for, for a hot minute, I was like, ah, maybe I'll, you know, try to run out and find some Suntory, um, some sort of Japanese whiskey. But then I'll, I also realized, like, no, man, just... I, I think there is something to be said about, yeah, leaning into that spiral... Um, leaning into this mysterious, beautiful girl with a mole under her left eye. Um, and the next thing you know, you wake up and like your body is splayed out. <laughs> it's just it's been completely eviscerated. We're loopy, swoopy armed demons. Yeah. And for that experience, only the finest sake will do. That's right. Gekekan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I totally buried the lead with my bullshit. How is it? Is it smooth and delicious and worthy of the Imperial family out of Folsom, California? <laughs> I don't know about all that, but it is uh, 15.6 alcohol by volume. So that that alone will do it. Uh... <laughs> pop, pop. We're about to do some body horror tonight, Josh. We're, we're going to transform True. into something different than what we are. Are we men? Yeah. Are we demons? Are we cats? Who can say? <laughs> Who can say? Well, and I will also say this too, because uh, uh, again, going going back to many of our Halloween challenges, ha- Halloween specials, and other things, um, regular listeners of the Two Wizards podcast know that I, Josh the Wizard, uh, am still a pussy cat, and I get freaked out by horror movies and slashers, and like I I do not actively seek that stuff out. But I absolutely actively seek out Junji Ito, which, like, if that, like, if that doesn't uh, tell you the the power that this true wizard holds, like, he can get a little like, uh, uh, yeah, like softy like me, uh, hmm. to like, yeah, flip like, just engorge myself on body horror uh, manga. Yeah, yeah, this guy, this guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he is he's wonderful. Ama- sorry, Amanda just brought me ice cubes to stick in this whiskey because oh, it yeah. is stronger than <laughs> <laughs> I cast my ice from nothing. Text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Well, okay, so um, yeah, I guess I, how how would you like to proceed? Did you want to talk about maybe our first in our like our first introduction? To Junji Ito, do we want to do a brief biography? What are you kind of like anticipating? Um, uh, yeah, let's really quick just talk about our first uh, mm-hmm. discovering interactions with him. Um, where where did you first meet Junji Ito and his horrors? I um, I am not too proud to admit this because because I think this was a lot of people's first in- introductions this was you know circa I don't know 2014 2015 something like that um, browsing the old reddit and um, somebody either had a yeah either just like uh, uploaded an image I don't think they uploaded the full story or something like that uh, but it was the enigma of Amigata fault oh yeah and like that was the first so that was my very first time um and yeah i was i was instantly like like rapped uh as an r a p t i didn't like start rapping 
Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm here to say no, um, no, no. But I was just I was just so engaged and even like and, and, and I'm positive we're going to talk about that story um, more. Uh, but yeah, even for as freaky as that story is, both in terms of psychological and in terms of, yeah, some of those like super gruesome uh, body horror illustrations right in the very last panels. Um, no, I was just fascinated. And so like uh, skimming through the replies and comments found found this guy, found uh, Junji Ito's name. And maybe some people linked to other of his stories or maybe I just Googled it. Uh, and like found a website that had him in English translation. Uh, and so, yeah, so like it was, I, I mean, shoot, I guess going on almost 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, that was my first, that was my first encounter. Uh, and I loved it. It was great. Right on, right on. Yeah. I, I think similar to yours a little bit. I remember, I always remember seeing like, I'm sorry guys. I'm one of the, I'm part of the problem. I used to be on 4chan all the goddamn time. Oh no, man. That's again, what is a wizard's duty is to peer into the abyss so you don't have to. And even I, like, I just barely, like, got over my uh, delicate self. It's like, well, maybe I could look at 4chan. So, no, man, again, you're, you're, you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> I just, let me put it this way. I know how to try force. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they'd always post that one uh, still from Glycerin where the dude is, like, busting oh, every yeah. on his face. And I was like, I'd always see, like... What is this? And that was all, that was my like very first like mm-hmm. looking into Junji Ito, and I was like, "What? What the hell? What is wrong with Japanese people?" And that was me in like college as a freshman, <laughs> so like two thousand seven, eight, nine ish. That the mm-hmm. you know the the young formative years of a young Mark mm-hmm. Jones, and then a couple years later, I don't know what made me do it, but oh, it was um I'd been talking with you, and this was before Two Wizards. We were just kind of bullshitting. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned something about his story about the Leviathan washing up on the beach. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, That's and a, I was like, oh, what the hell is this Junji Ito thing? And I got onto Amazon, and he had, um, it had two really solid editions of uh, Uzumaki and Gyo, and they were both, like, 20 bucks. Mm. And at the time, I was making that good, you know, produce wizard money, and I was like, yeah, you know what, screw it, I, I got 40 bucks to blow. And I got it, and I read Gyo first. No, no, I got it, and I read Uzumaki first. And I, oh, by the way, guys, spoilers throughout here. Uh, we read, I read Uzumaki first and got to the mom pulling out her cochlea. And I was like, okay, what's the other one going to be about? <laughs> <laughs> and I promptly put it down. And um, I read Gyo all the way through. And I was just so taken with it. I thought it was such a cool premise. And then mm-hmm. that one also had um, Pillar Principle and um, the Enigma of Amigara Fault. And yeah, I, that was it. I was hooked. And then you and I started Two Wizards. And we always were just up on junji ito stuff and yeah yeah well it's it's also very fitting too because as i've mentioned you were the one who really introduced me to lovecraft um and then in a way yeah like i i almost sort of like returned the favor because yeah whenever you were saying like yeah what is this thing and i talked about the the oh oh, the name's escaping me um but yeah, like the, the like fish washes up and it has all the people inside of it so yeah yeah i cannot remember that one to save my life but I'm I'm sure with some Google food we can we can find it shortly. Uh, but um, but yeah. So and that uh, Ito even like uh, credits Lovecraft as like an, an inspiration because yeah, there's a ton of Lovecrafty in in influences um, with a lot of his work too. So again, man, just 
before we even realized we were two wizards, we were we were resonating th- through the ethereal plane with freaky stories by Lovecraft and by Junji Ito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess real quick, we could just jump into this. He was born July thirty first, nineteen sixty three, in what is now uh, Nak. God damn it, Mark Nakatsugawa Gifu Prefecture. Ooh. The first manga that he credits as being like a big influence on him was something called Mummy Teacher by Kazuo Umezu. And then he also had um, two sisters who read a lot of Umezu stories. And so he would read their magazines or he he would read their like mangas and then that would kind of influence him. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the worst things I read about him was that he lived in a house and the bathroom was connected to an underground tunnel to the main house. Oh, and he said that there were these things called spider crickets in there. And I was like, what the hell's a spider cricket? I think they're cute, right? Don't get me wrong. Okay. But I also okay. can definitely understand how, like, um, these things are terrifying. And if you look at a picture now, they have the same type of robot legs as the fish do oh my in God. a D.O. Yeah, yeah right? I just, yeah, I am just Googled that. And I can both see, yes, that they are cute. And that could be terrifying. And yes, those are exactly the same robot legs as all the fish in uh, Gyo. <laughs> yeah. Um, he started drawing his first manga at the age of four. And he said that one of the big things that, or the first takeaway he got, like his first inspiration, was he used to have nightmares about uh, being chased by a monster with an eye in its hand. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of cool. And you kind of get that out of like, he does a lot of eye work if that makes sense you know Mm -hmm. eyes are a big focus um Mm -hmm. in 1984 he went on to become a true wizard of horror when he studied to be a dental technician yes (laughs) (laughs) and then during that time he uh said he was influenced a lot by like medical textbooks about like human physiology and stuff and again i think that really plays a lot into his stuff yes yeah it it like he does especially with yeah some of the more body horror uh, elements when the human anatomy and physiology is not what it should be. Uh, yeah, you, you, you do. You can't, you have to have that training. You have to have that, that understanding to be like, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, this is where, um, yeah. A row of teeth should not be. <laughs> <laughs> That's how. That's not how teeth work. Yeah, that's not how they work. <laughs> um, in 1987, he hit real pay dirt when he sent a short story to a magazine called Monthly Halloween that won an honorable mention in the Kazuo Umezu Prize. Umezu was also, or Umezu, sorry, Umezu was also one of the judges in that deal. And I think that's really cool that like that's sweet. Your hero is reading your work. That would be like if Kevin Smith picked up this podcast and like tweeted back and was like, "Hey, man, you're a real wizard." And they're like, ah! "Like, yeah." Um, that story ran in monthly Halloween for 13 years and it later went on to be serialized as the manga Tomie. Bum, bum, bum. bum, First one, Josh, his first one, not his first, but like the first real big one. Yeah, that was his big breakthrough. Yeah. And that was it. Like, he just like did it. He just like, you know, he just nailed that combo hit the very first move and that was that. Um... Put out a couple others, and it seems, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about all of his, or not all, but a, a bulk of them. Um, he wrote, he won an award in, in 2019 
um, an Eisner Award for his adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. You have pitched that one to me quite a bit, and I still need to do it. Well, uh, in fact, I think that was even for one of my birthdays uh, the last few years. Uh, a couple I years think... back, I, I believe I, I believe you you gifted me a copy of that. Um, and listeners, mm-hmm. go check out our socials to see a picture of me posing with that because <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll. I'll donate that to the to the good of the cause. Um, <laughs> well, and, and and there's there's also been a few others. So so yes, he has adapted um, uh, uh, Shelley's Frankenstein, um, mm-hmm. but but he's also adapted a few others, uh, right? Like he has uh, uh, at the Mountains of Madness, right? Maybe, maybe I thought. Oh shit! I, I I mean, if I'm speaking on my ass here, then maybe you need to. I'm not re- sure. This. I could have sworn flesh colored horror, the face burglar. All I know is in one of the so as I was like uh, binging on Ito um, in preparation to record. Um, yeah, at, at the end of one of these collections, because I just like rented um, some of the eBooks, uh, he has uh, an illustration of Frankenstein and Innsmouth. And, oh wow! And it's he Frankenstein's did do mo- Innsmouth. I I am nine hundred percent sure he did an Innsmouth or something. I, I I I'm positive because I that also he know did. that I have sent you the um the uh, Go to Nabe stuff. The what the Hound and then the Mountains of Madness. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe, but I could have sworn that he did some Lovecraft too. I don't know. Um, I got but, a um uh but but also but but also some of his other fairly well-known stories like the human chair uh that 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 was an adaptation of a different writer uh that was a different writer's story um uh that was oh let me see i was i I meant to take notes but i was just so enthralled that i was too that was my problem is number one we're out of town and number two i wasn't about to Oh, that's right. That's right. So yeah, the in an interview he chair. said he would like to do Reanimator. That's God. I would read oh, the hell out of a Junji Ito Reanimator. That'd be, awesome. That'd be super cool. That'd be awesome. Uh, so yeah. yes, the Human Chair uh, Ningen Isu uh, is a short story by Japanese author and critic uh, Edogawa Rampo, uh, which is the pen name of Taro Hirai, uh, because Edogawa Rampo kind of sounds like Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so that's pretty sweet because yeah it was that one and then um oh there was another story about like a dude and they get married he gets married right away and his wife thinks he's cheating on him on her uh but he just has like a doll and he's obsessed with this doll um mm, that, and, and that uh, was another devil doll um, I, I, yeah 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 it was something it was something like that but um but yeah but so so not only not only uh does junji ito come up with his own uh yeah very compelling uh stories his his um adapted works i think are also incredible because because it's it's a it's a tricky thing it's a tricky damn thing to like make a good adaptation and damn it junji ito does and then to win a damn award for it too like right yeah 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 Given to you by the dude who inspired, like, or I guess that was a different one. Never mind. Sorry, it still won the Eisner, but yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, 
But yeah, so uh, okay, so and again, man, we're 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 already like sort of blending, uh, we're like going crazy his here. actual biography. Well, because there was another, uh, and I was trying to pull it up here on my e-reader. Uh, he 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 did like a short kind of, um, I uh, yeah, like a, a, a short depiction of like how he came into horror manga uh, with him and his two older sisters, uh, and I was trying oh, to find. Cool. I was trying to find where that was in what collection that might be. Um, so yeah, like maybe give me a minute and I'll and I'll try to find it. But yeah, he specifically mentions uh, this uh, Umez uh, was his, was his pen name, um, and yeah, man, like how well. And there was even like uh, uh, they asked Junji Ito to like again do like an adaptation of one of these Umez stories, and he was like, no, like I can't, like I'm not, I'm not ready for it. Um, that's cool. Oh, could, and, and, and 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 then like in the in this um they could keep on to say dramatization, but it's not a dramatization because it's a manga. Where yeah, he's like somebody else adapts it and he's watching the film version of his yeah, like idol's work and he's like, I'm so glad I didn't make that <laughs> adaptation because I would have just fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> um Speaking of film adaptations, we throw around that Uzumaki one that is always supposed to be published by, or not published, um, what do you, produced by Adult Swim, and it yes. seems to be like it's delayed all the damn time. Did you happen to check out the one on Crunchyroll, the Ito adaptations? I, so again, I I meant to try to catch some of them. Um, yeah, either the Uzumaki or there, there's a couple of other um yeah, like sort of uh, anime adaptations. And in fact, like Netflix just at the beginning of this year had, what was it? It's like Junji Ito, like Maniac Collection, something like that. Okay, um, okay. Which is on Netflix. Uh, and, and and I didn't get around to any of those. Um, but I was sort of doing, I guess, the next best, best thing and uh, doing all the like YouTube video essay reactions reviews um mm. so but it sounds like you did catch some of those so what were your impressions of um of yeah because they had cause there was a couple of them on there and i was gonna watch them all like you know in order and that would have taken me an entire afternoon and yeah i watched some of them and the one i did watch uh, tomie and that was it wasn't good i i don't think you can put his style to video if i'm being honest like yeah and then i see that, that he's was... trying to work with uh, guillermo del toro to adapt what is it Gio, right i think he's trying to do Gio with del toro right i i want to say that as well that there was because because yeah there is an anime adaptation of Gio that was like what was it like 2000 like three or something like that um yeah and i couldn't find that one even though Google said it was on Crunchyroll. Thanks, Google. Twenty twelve, but twenty twelve. That's what that one was. Twenty twelve. Um, yeah, but 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 yeah. So so also what a lot of yeah. So even though I didn't see it myself, consulting I guess the secondary sources. Yeah, that that seemed to be the consensus. All of the adaptations so far, uh, from manga to anime, just kind of fell short. Um. And and I'm and again I'm I'm super fascinated with this because 
Uh, all right, listeners, check your bingo square. Josh is talking about his dissertation. But yeah, like so a lot of my dissertation does kind of revolve on adaptation versus translation and, and adaptation theory versus translation theory. And, and, and it's just like it's never going to be one-to-one. There's always going to be something added that's maybe unintentionally added. And there's always going to mm-hmm. be something lost, maybe unintentionally lost. And yeah, it, I, I, I think it's just like, I think it's the same or it's similar going from like live theater to a movie. Cause in live theater, it's like when you're in the audience, you get to like, look wherever on, on the stage, like you are in charge of your focus. So when you're reading a manga, you are in charge of like, well, do I go on to the next panel? Do I linger on this illustration? Do I flip a couple pages back? Do I flip a couple pages forward? Like like the the reader, quote unquote, of that text has so much more um, agency versus yeah. something like versus something like a film, which is like, okay, well, whatever the camera's pointing at in recording, and then the editor decided, uh, okay, yeah, this is what you're seeing. So like like some of them were like again going back to uh glycerin or 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 or, or, or grease as it's sometimes translated this like super disgusting story when it does get <laughs> when it, when it does get to that pivotal moment of the like teenage adolescent piece of shit older brother popping off his sit all of his zits um on his younger sister's face like that static image is so much worse than like any sort of moving animation could could be yeah and you and you feel this weird tension of like oh god i don't want to see this because if i remember right it's yeah it's like a page flip you you flip the page and boom there it is yeah it's just like standing over there's like oh and it's like yeah it's gross it's it's rough yeah and and yeah, yeah. And, and then as a reader you're like oh god i don't want to see this do i look ahead do i just turn the page like do i cover it up with my hand and like that reaction you just can't get if you're on your couch watching your television set and seeing like even if like the anime is like a quote-unquote like faithful reproduction of that image like no it's 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 still not the same and so yeah and i'm also kind of going back to lovecraft too so many people say that lovecraft is unadaptable and mark and i say bullshit here's cthulhu (laughs) by candlelight pop 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 but yes but then also like ito is the challenges to adapt ito are so much different than adapting dragon ball z the manga to dragon ball z the anime yeah, I mean, I don't know, because, like, I've read all of Naruto, and I've watched... I'm a huge Naruto fan, and, like, right. mm-hmm. by and large, except for a couple, like, translation things, like, Kishimoto's work is pretty much just there. It's exactly where you want it to be, but, like, um, I finished Uzumaki last night in my hotel, and, like, I was sitting there reading it, and I was like, have you... I'm sorry, have you read Uzumaki? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that final scene when they go to the bottom of um Dragonfly Pond, and, like... They're in the gigantic Lovecraft city of spirals and shit, and I'm just like, there's no way you could make this shit look good animated. Like, it needs to be this, like, one static frame, because if nothing else, like, you know, he talks about, um, I wanted to do spirals because they catch your eye, and your eye follows inside of it. And just in that one splash page is all those spirals, and, like, 
I, I sat there and just looked at that one, like, last splash page for, like, five minutes, just, like, looking at everything and trying to take it all in at once. I'm like, and the biggest takeaway I had was, like, you can't make this into, you couldn't do this. It wouldn't come out good, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the the other sort of big um, uh, criticism or point or argument made is, what do you do with color? Is do you do you mm. keep color? Because um, there are some stores, there are some Ito originals that, that are colored in. Um, yeah. Or you get to the end of the collection, and then yeah, there's Tomie um, with her like. Well, and, and that's the other like, like 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 not to get too distracted with her, but yeah, like she has supposed sure. to have like kind of silk. Well, she's supposed to have maybe like kind of silvery hair, perhaps. But 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 then there's there is there's just such a simplicity and a, a clarity and a texture with just black and white and gray that you get in the manga that I think. And I don't know, maybe this is just more like a Western thing. And I know I'm sounding like a total weeb here. Um, <laughs> I know. Weeb, to- weeb. Weeb, weeb. Get the paddle. <laughs> Get the paddle. But yeah, like, I just don't know if, like, the reception of that in the in the United States, where people are like, what is this, a black and white cartoon? Uh, is this like the 1920s? Like, if, if people just wouldn't get it? Which is... What makes me really excited about the eventual Adult Swim adaptation of Uzumaki because that looks like it's going to keep the black and white. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, like because then it's like it's I, I I guess it's also that kind of idea of like kind of like what Spielberg said with the shark in Jaws, like the thing that you don't see is more terrifying than the thing that you do see. And so, yes, there's these illustrations, um, and they depict horrific, like, graphic things. But there's something about, like, the black and white that makes it even more, like, oh, God. Like, I I couldn't even... Versus, like, oh, here's, like, a washed-out, like, crappy color palette um, in some of these adaptations. So, I I mean, I was seeing some pretty good arguments about, like, if you are going to adapt Ido, keep it in black and white. But what would you think like, like like having seen some of these I, I mean yeah like having watched the uh anime i would i would for sure 100 percent say keep it black and white it does the color's cool it's it's fine but like because mm-hmm. it also you know one of his big inspirations when he was a kid was um the universal monster movies so like frankenstein mm-hmm. dracula wolfman those those are black mm-hmm. and white and i kind of prefer I think there's something to be said for horror in black and white, at least in certain parts. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. And unless it's like I don't know, because you know, okay, so like Color Out of Space, Color Out of Space in black and white would be really goddamn cool, and then you just do like, you know, fuchsia or some horrendous color as right. the color, and it's always like fuchsia or pink or whatever that is. But like, mm-hmm. but like with that. I don't know. I don't like a lot of color in horror. I don't think it works as well. And I'm sure that I'm wrong about that somewhere and someone can yell at me about it later. But like, no, especially with this, like if you're doing source material, Mm -hmm. like, okay, so I'll do it this way. I'm also again, because I have nothing but time now. I'm like halfway through the 2001 reboot of Spider-Man. 
and it is mm. beautiful. It is colorful. It is bright. It is pert. It is there. It is what's up. Like Spider Man is pretty. Gwen, or Gwen Stacy is beautiful with all her blonde hair and gold eyes but i'm pretty sure it's a kidney disease thing and like <laughs> it's great it's great it's great dr octopus is really really off-putting with like just how ripped to shit he is and i'm like you're supposed to whatever whatever but like <laughs> that needs to be done in color but like even in uzumaki there's a couple of those chapters that are in color and i'm like what mm-hmm. what is this why is this in here yeah and not to criticize but it's like you're kind of taking me you're kind of taking me out of it i don't like these like weird peach toned humans like give me back the stark white skin the mm-hmm. hard like black line like that's what i mm-hmm. want yeah and, and like a little bit of shading which is also texture which is yeah it's it's yeah it's it's i i think it's easier easier to do texture in a still uh illustration it's i think it's harder to have that same effect come across in animation where it's moving and your eye can't quite like fully like register like, Oh yeah, here's like hash marks or whatever. Yeah. I, again, I go back to that last, the last couple panels of um, Uzumaki when they're in like the spiral city, mm-hmm. it wouldn't look good if it was colored. What are you going to do? Like, Oh, here's a green spiral and Oh, here's a blue spiral and Oh, here's yeah. a yellow. Like, it just wouldn't look good, but instead it's just stark black and white, and it is beautiful, and I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which so yeah, I think I think we are both of a mind that yeah, if if you are going to make an adaptation, keep it black and white. Try try to incorporate some of those iconic images, but yeah, but like have that like still like that clarity and that crispness. That texture that you can come uh, can come across, and and then here here's the other thing too is and I know this is also just sort of like this is a convention of again sort of manga and anime and even like sort of other Japanese art forms like even like performance stuff like No and Kobabuki a lot of times that the exposition like the like voiceovers or the little box that says. Uh, it had been four months since since whatever whatever. I, I I know that has the tendency, or that has the capacity to sort of like take you out of it because it's because def- like things like that is definitely telling and not showing. Mm-hmm. So that is maybe that is maybe a change. That would be something added or I guess taken away depending on how you think about it. That I think could could work. Um in an adaptation is instead of having a character narrate what they're feeling, you could probably like take out that dialogue box and, and and then yeah, do the more quote unquote show don't tell atmospheric kind of, kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. I think that, yeah, I think it's a fair point. Otherwise you get into the like, meanwhile, back on planet Namek. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, you, you don't need to say that. It's just like the visuals tell us, Oh, we're not on Earth. We're on the planet Namek. <laughs> the Enigma. Meanwhile, in the spiral Nami city. Gara fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nail. I found a hole. It fits me. <laughs> <laughs> oh golly. Um, okay. Oh, well, um, before we like maybe dive into some of the other 
like specific stories because we've already yeah we've mentioned Tomie we've mentioned which was yeah like his big like that was his real big breakthrough uh mentioned that one mentioned Uzumaki um ooh actually here's a good one okay maybe maybe our listeners are hearing this name Junji Ito for the first time what would be a good well good in like scare quotes what would be a story you would recommend to people discovering Junji Ito for the first time what's like the most like yes this is this is the kind of stuff that that he does what do you think would be and but but also like wouldn't completely like be a turn off <laughs> is um be... the the secret cat journal <laughs> that yes one. yeah that, that's also that's also great <laughs> so you totally you totally hook them and they're like oh boy i can't wait to get all the other ones boy i wonder what gyo's all about oh my god fork fish robots yeah <laughs> Um, no, Which, um, all seriousness, I'd say Gyo, honestly, like, mm. because it's just wacky enough that, like, yeah, it's not, I don't know, I, I like I said, I, I finally, after owning it for four years, uh, read all of Uzumaki, and I'm not gonna lie, it got pretty hard there a couple times, and, like, mm. you know me, I love my horror, and I really even enjoy my J-horror, but, oh my god, I, um, what is it, Mosquitoes. When, like, the mosquitoes oh, are plaguing yeah. the maternity ward, and then it turns oh, women God. into vampires and shit, and it's like, yeah. that was hard. And then, like, she gets attacked by her, like, cousin who had the, they put the baby back in. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I, um, would not yeah. recommend uh, Uzumaki to the first-time reader, but I would say Gyo, maybe. Or, like, if you're trying to do, like, a simple one-shot. Hell, I don't know. I made Amanda read uh, Amagara Fault, and she's like, oh, that's terrible and i was like yeah, yeah. right right <laughs> you yeah. want to read more i don't think so well i got him if you want him yeah yeah it's, it's just yeah maybe yeah maybe you'll wake up um in the middle of the night to be like actually no i think i think i do want more of that um yeah i don't know i'm trying to think too because it is it's like that fine balance of what is not too bad but also not oh actually this is a good one too mm. um what about the long dream I don't think I'm familiar with that one. That's that, that's the one. Oh, where, the laundry. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I don't know. I thought you said the laundry, and I was like, the laundry. What's that about? <laughs> is that like a is that like an unseen Uzumaki where he watches the spiral of the socks in the dryer? Yeah, laundry would be. Yeah, that would be a really good one. Yeah, that, that is a good one because it is. It's it's like just like creepy enough, uh, but also like wrestling with some like again some kind of like cool psychological things. Like yeah, what if you had a dream that lasted a thousand years and then yeah you wake up and it's like oh no it's just tuesday <laughs> like you can't that's a good one so, yeah i, I, I and think and, pretty... and really it you know it really supports his kind of like body horror too because like um that guy's yeah, but... face as he progresses like through his treatment in the hospital and he's just getting like more and more drawn and gaunt and he's getting like and he's clearly going insane it does a really solid job Right, yeah, and also, like, kind of, yeah, like, kind of getting across this, like, this, like, weird, like, almost evolution that, yeah, if you if you live a life that's a thousand years long, you're, you're going to look kind of, like, weird and alien kind of looking at, uh, after, after all that. Um, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, so, 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 okay, so, listeners, um, if, yeah, if this is your first time, hearing about this 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 true wizard junji ito um 
Yeah. So yeah, the long dream is just kind of a uh, one shot. I don't know. It's like what, like twenty pages total. Super fast. Yeah, nothing at all. If you're looking for a bite-sized intro, that that gets the two wizards' seal of, of approval. Or if you're looking for a little more substantial, something that's 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 going to grip you a little longer and kind of kind of mess with you a little bit more, uh, then yes, I I would I would agree uh, with Mark that Gyo is a good. Um, but but again, like with everything, like with any sort of like uh, print versus film adaptation start start with a book start with a book then go on to whatever whatever film if <laughs> if you really want to uh <laughs> I, you know I, I one of the ones i watched was that long dream on that um horror collection on crunchyroll it was mm-hmm. fine it was yeah, i think it did okay. an all right its job okay good yeah good, good, good um Oh, is this okay? This is this is what it's called. Okay, I was I was looking at the end of some of these. So, sorry, going back. There yeah, is sure. a um, uh, so this is in the what collection is this? This is in Venus in the Blind Spot collection, um, and it's yeah, and it's called uh, Master Umez and Me, um, and it is in like that's a biographical story about how a young Junji Ito. Uh, came to appreciate horror manga and it was because of his two older sisters who would buy him books um as like birthday presents um and it's really cute too it's also i get a kick out of and i know we mentioned his uh uh, cat diaries uh yawn and moo (laughs) i love seeing him as a yeah a horror manga illustrator just documenting like everyday life uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah so it's so good because yeah the first time that i came across yan and mu knowing who junji ito was i was like wait like is he like actually like freaked out about these cats because one kind of has a skull shape on its back <laughs> <laughs> like when he like picks up the cat and says you're so cute i want to eat you is he actually going to eat him like what's going on <laughs> <laughs> Is this real life? <laughs> There's that one bit there when he like goes to pet it and it bites him on the hand, and that is the that that's that classic like Junji Ito horror. Like it's just that yeah. perfect like action frame shot of the cat like chomping down the hand, pulling back like, oh god, what's happening? Yeah, it's yeah. or the uh, and and again, man, man, talk about another like uh, like wonderful challenge of translation because like um. How onomatopoeia works in Japanese is like so it's it's just so fascinating because like mm. in English it's like buzz or crash or bang or whatever but like there's so much more imbued into Japanese like sound words um and the the one like I I actually had to put my phone down because I read it on my phone I had to put my phone down and laugh about it is like yeah I think it's uh yawn. Um, when they like bring this cat into their house and as it's like sticking its neck out of the carrier to I- investigate its new environment, the onomatopoeia is moop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's so fat. Like I see my cats when they like stick their neck out super long. And now just in my mind, I'm thinking moop. <laughs> moop. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's so good. 
man, has this been a long time coming, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it has. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I guess, Mark, it's only fair. If we offered uh, to our newbie listeners what would be good entry points, what would be horrible entry points? What would turn people off? Uh <laughs> And as we're pondering that, I am, uh, yeah, I'm about a third of the way through this uh, Gekikan sake. Whether or not it's the finest, I, I still, I, I don't know if my palate is that um, refined to, to, to tell you if it's the finest sake, but it's going down smooth. <laughs> <laughs> it's going down. It's all that matters is it goes down smooth. Yeah. I uh, drank, I made Amanda bring me those ice cubes and had my little cocktail and, um, mm. I want to die. My stomach, I feel my stomach rebel, like actively. Yeah. My stomach is turning into a spiral, and I will soon become a snail person. <laughs> um, but yes, okay, so I guess I have so also guess, gotten yeah. into my Gekikan. I'm sorry? Oh, no, no, no. I was, I was just going to say so. So, yeah, I, I, I think I know. Man, whatever uh, Junji Ito story could you be thinking of talking about turning into snail people? <laughs> that was so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate that subline. And then they're, oh, we're gonna eat it. No, um, yeah, no, I got it in my Gekikan. Um, I got, I gotta be honest though. Um, the 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 remnant flavor of peanut butter flavored whiskey really, really, um, you know, ignites the subtle sake, the the subtle Californian sake blend. Dear Japanese people listening, I'm not disrespecting your culture. California's doing that. Not yeah, he's, right, exactly. Don't it. yeah, don't don't blame us. Blame. blame I'm also ca- drinking it on ice because it's a million degrees in the think hole. Yeah, that that also that also. But um, but uh, if I oh, drink out of the bottle, it'll be a semi-warm sake. So maybe that'll be more authentic. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there there you go. There you go. Which I and I know I, I kind of did some looking about like, what type of sake to drink warm and what type to drink cold and i i like kind of had a handle on it but then i started grad school and all that like niche knowledge went out went out of my brain um (laughs) but i would still love at some point to like get the little cedar boxes right because isn't that it aren't they cedar yeah Um, yeah 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 yeah. i still want to get a little kettle and yeah yeah fuck yeah dude uh okay all right sorry uh no not at all Listeners, join us next time when we loose robes about sake because <laughs> it's so goddamn good. Uh, okay, all right. So yes. <laughs> okay, so... yeah. So how do you drink booze wrong? You drink sake ice cold. Um, yeah. Pour a beer hot. You pour um, hot. Uh, um, you you bourbon uh, with margarita mix. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> make just, it old fashioned, but add a tequila. Yeah, um, you uh, just drink absinthe. Period. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, all right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, oh, okay. So, so then, yes. What are Junji Ito stories that you would not recommend as entry points? Being like, no, this is more advanced reading. This is after. This is after you've finished Uzumaki and Tomie. Uh, then, then here's like, yeah, the sort of like niche weird stuff. What would be the ones that you say stay clear from newbies? Um, there's the one about the kid with the doll. What is it? Soichi. Oh yeah, you know which is like weird about? teeth. Yeah, it was like weird. Right. Yeah, and like no, he like I'm I'm just saying. Hang on, sorry. That's no okay. 
I'm I'm also like frantically like skimming through this not at all optimized for cell phones um, ebook reader. Like, wait, what are these again? <laughs> I think it's I think it's called uh, Soichi's Diary of Delights is the one I'm doing, and it's, okay. he's the weird kid that like nails like voodoo dolls to stakes to curse them. And it's just off-putting. I don't care for that one. And I watched... I had read that one a couple years ago and didn't like it. And then I watched it on the uh, anime adaptation and super didn't like it. Because, mm. I'm sorry, I'm an American male and I you just can't tell me that, like, this motherfucker's not a school shooter. No, no, he's a school crucifier. Never mind, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't... I really don't care for um, uh, balloon people. Oh yeah, that one's. I like it. I understand. I get it. Or the hanging balloons is what it's called. I'm sorry, yeah. the hanging mm-hmm. balloons. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I get why it's scary. But um, you remember that? It's a super deep callback. You remember that episode of South Park where Mr. Mackey is showing the kids all about drugs and why he shouldn't yes. do marijuana, and he passes around the marijuana, and then the marijuana goes missing, and so then he hooks up with the hippie chick and gets high, and she like undoes his tie. And his head yeah. floats away. His head floats away. Mm-hmm. That is all I could fucking see. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to float away to heaven now, okay? <laughs> Grab on my little balloon tail, little boy. I'm going to take you to heaven with me too, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah that, that is a... I think that's a good one. Uh, to, yeah, maybe steer... I, I, I mean, it's... Yeah, 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 yes and. Yes, it is good, but also like... Would not recommend that being the first the, the first entry point. Because, yeah, then you're just like, well, where these fucking balloons come from? Well, we don't know. Well, that's stupid. Well, sure, but just go with it, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, I would also recommend, and, and we've, we've, we've already mentioned this one. I, rec- I, w- I would recommend listeners avoid, um, I, yeah, as it's variously translated, uh, glycerin, or grease, yep. or greased, yep. or oiled. It's that's just gross. It's just gross. It's like kind of body horror, but it's mostly just gross. Um, <laughs> yeah. So don't. So, so definitely don't do that one. Um, and especially don't do that one if you're planning on eating anytime soon. Uh, just. <laughs> That is one that needs to be kept in black and white. I do not want to see the color uh, adaptation. <laughs> oh, John. Oh, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm Shame. saying. I'm saying don't do that. Um, I know. I know what you. I know what you're saying. But you're also saying don't imagine a pink elephant. Oh, yeah, shit, true. There it is. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I don't like the uh, sad tale of principal post. Um, yeah, that one's just, dumb. just. I don't. It's just. It doesn't do it for me. It's like, what were you trying to do with this one, dog? Like, well, it's I don't know. I, I think it's his most like that's just like like hit you in the face with a frying pan symbolism. Like, oh, the dad is supporting the foundation of the household, and he's dead. It's like, okay, that's kind of. I I think that's one you could tell. Like, oh shit, my editor needs something from me. Ah, uh, fuck, because it's only like like six pages long. <laughs> It's right on the nose, like, oh, the dad mysterious. How did he get under the one supporting post of the? Yeah, that one's that one's pretty fucking dumb. Why didn't the school fall down? Oh, he's the pillar of education. Ho oh, oh, ho oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fucking three thirty on a Sunday, and you hit me up. Hey, Mark, you ready to go for two wizards? Right? You had a whole thing done, right? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Chupacabra. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually researched that one. But... No, yeah. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> I had a bad day. At, I had a bad day at school. You had a bad day at work. What are we going to do? Star Wars Loose Robes Part 3? All right. Publish it. Giddy up. Um, here's here's a principle. Yeah. Here's, here's another one that, that I kind of like, but I can also understand would be sort of weird if this was your first one. Uh, wooden spirit, the one where the lady shows up and she's like, Oh, hello, recent widower. Um, I'm an architectural student and God, I just love your house. Your house is just so amazing. Um, and then she just like wants to fuck the house. (laughs) (laughs) Japanese people gonna Japanese. I, I guess, I guess so that, that one is also like again, like I I like it, I can appreciate it. But yeah, if you just like if that's the first thing you read, where it's like, oh here's like, uh, oh oh, uh, uh, house dono, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> naughty naughty. <laughs> house that's going to be recognized by the culture uh and tradition committee <laughs> that's just kind of weird that's just kind of weird <laughs> sorry you got me there <laughs> um um so number one number one I'm, I'm on the wikipedia page for all of his works i would not recommend slug girl because slug girl is yeah. fucking disgusting slug girl's bad if you if you want to get grossed out read it but whatever but um that one um also has the one that you and i were talking about the thing that drifted ashore yeah. oh that's what it yeah that's, that's it the one about the shore. uh that's giant right. monster that comes up on, and like lands on yeah yeah, that that's right. That's what it was. I mean, that one, that one's okay. But again, it's like it's almost too obvious when, like, you know, the one boy and the one girl are talking, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I haven't seen my boyfriend in forever." It's like, well, of course he's going to be inside this fucking monster fish. Um, it's I, I don't but know. That's part of it. Too though I don't know I got again I again I read all of Uzumaki this weekend because I was like at mm-hmm. least I can read one thing and prep for this and it's like ninety friggin chapters yeah and yeah. that is a big takeaway I got is he just doesn't it's very Lovecraftian in his like resolutions and they just don't fucking exist like there's the one about the lighthouse and like the light oh, from right. the lighthouse mm-hmm. only flashes at dusk and it is super bright and it drives people insane um and then it literally ends with like um. Kiari like rescues a little brother from it and you know they both have like severe burns and shit and they look out and it's like oh there there's the lighthouse again flashing maybe they'll tear it down one day fuck you tear it down now what do you yeah tear it down now you're telling me that why? you're so not why busy wait? just do it right now yeah why, I'll help why, why, call, call me I'll I'm Captain Hammer let's go <laughs> I I can I can attest to uh Mark's ability to um tear down crappy water stained drywall in your garage so yeah just like give him a crowbar and maybe a helmet he he, he doesn't even need a helmet uh, and he can help with you i am work. a helmet <laughs> i am a helmet um have you read it okay also 
Mark, I know that you know, but also listeners, you need to know. I say this just sort of like acknowledging the fact for what it is. And there's no, um, yeah, there's no like malice or prejudice. Um, Have you read uh, this story about a weird living rogue planet that is either Ramina or La Mina? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Oh my God. Okay. This was, I was also kind of thinking, so that was one that I binged, uh, read in preparation. Um, And this is my first time uh, reading it. I I had heard about it, but I hadn't, I hadn't read it yet. But yeah, so the story is, uh, yeah, we, hey, we discover this uh, rogue planet and it confirms the um, uh, protagonist's scientist father. Uh, it, It confirms his new theory about uh wormholes because hey this planet just appeared through a wormhole boom right um uh 16 years ago which is the exact same time that the daughter was born and so the dad says i'm going to name this planet in honor of my daughter ramina or lamina uh in some translations because that's just what it is um right but then they slowly start to realize, like, oh, this is weird. Wherever this planet goes, like, all of the stars disappear. And holy shit, like, this seems to be moving at about the speed of light. Or maybe even faster than the speed of light. I didn't think that was possible, but here it is. And wait, holy shit, it's, like, moving straight towards us. Because um, if it's moving at the speed of light, and we discovered this thing 16 years ago... And we just now realize it's moving towards us. That means that in those 16 years, it's probably like just right next door. And whoops, there goes Neptune. Whoops, there goes Uranus. Whoop, there goes Saturn. Um, and it is. It, so like we mentioned, we're going to be including some spoilers here. So yeah, this is like a living planet that's like eating other planets. It's headed straight for Earth. Um. And so there's this weird, because of course, there, there's this weird uh, um, cult that kind of springs up. And it's like, holy shit, this planet that's named after this girl is coming towards us and is going to destroy us. We need to kill this girl and her dad. And that will uh, that will save us. That will stop the planet from destroying us. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Ramina, let me just kind of look this up here. Um, Ramina came out 2004 to 2005. Okay. It was super fucking weird to read that story post COVID world. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, you, you know, we at Two Wizards, we are, we are, we are meta politics we are above and beyond politics but it was just really fucking weird to read this story about holy shit here's an existential threat to the entire planet and here's a whole group of people convinced that this is the way to stop it and it doesn't matter uh that it means like literally killing like literally crucifying people in order to stop this existential threat that's what we're gonna do 
and if it actually works or not, be damned. It's it, so that was that was my own sort of weird. There's there's no way that Junji Ito could have known that that was the response uh, in 2023 right, of me. Right. Yeah, yeah, like 20 years after. But that was a weird like, oh shit. <laughs> That that also gets a little silly. That gets a little so at at one point, um, the planet Ramina um, grows a giant tongue, and that's how it eats Jupiter and Mars. That's how it eats the Moon. It sticks out this, uh, yeah, like stupidly enormous tongue, uh, and then it licks. It licks the planet Earth, and spend and then sends the planet Earth spinning. And so with all this uh, centripetal force, people are like flying. They're like flying around um, in like almost like zero G because the, the the entire planet is spinning and the atmosphere is spinning with it. And that's when I was like, okay, this is kind of dumb. This is kind of dumb. <laughs> Boy, he likes his like whirlwinds and yeah right yeah yeah he does too so so that's another one that i would say like if you're if you're ready for some ooky spooky don't think about it too hard bullshit um because like everything else oh yeah my grandfather found this like jade beetle in world war ii and now his body is full of holes that makes sense uh But a planet getting licked and then spinning around and so people are flying over like South America and being chased by other people like that are also flying through the air over South America. So again, that's one that like if you don't think too hard about it, it's pretty good. But it's also kind of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, God. Actually. Oh, yeah. I I just remember this. Speaking of tongues. uh. What's that one where like there's that horrible woman who goes around like licking people at night and then they like get horrible rashes? Oh yeah, I. Oh, what is that mm. one called? Because uh, it's it's probably just like tongue or something like that. Um, that's a. Actually, I think I would recommend that. Like it is gross. Don't get me wrong. It is gross, but that's a that's a pretty good one. That might be a good. Uh, Hey, here's a here here's a starting place for Junji Ito. Yeah, I need to um get a couple more of these mini collections I am finding because there's a lot of these that I haven't read and I kind of would like to. I yeah well I I yeah so I I think that one um okay and I'll try to find the title that is like I think one of the most modern yokai. Um, mm, yeah, kind of ones because it is. It's like this whole story about yeah. There's a strange woman going around town late at night, and she licks people, and then the next morning they wake up and they have this like weird blister, and then they die of of of, of course. Um, huh. And they, and then it's this mystery of like, well, who is this woman? Who is it? So so if this is a new one, then I won't. Spoil it for yeah okay yeah the licking woman that's what it's called oh um, well there you go the, yeah you're right yeah <laughs> yeah there, there it is yeah on <laughs> uh, on the nose which is and she's also accompanied by some weird foggy pestilential winds um, yellow wind wasn't that the yokai 
Yeah, Kaminokaze. Yeah. yeah. Came in as blue and as a yellow wind, yeah. Blue as a yellow wind. So, which I, I also love... Because, Mark, we've put out six yokai episodes. Clearly, we both love yokai. So I also appreciate that Junji Ito is, like, carrying on the modern yokai torch um, with a lot of these short stories. There's another one where there's a woman who has, like, a rector set like extendo arms and legs and so she like peers into people's uh like bedrooms and stuff it's like holy shit yeah that's like that's absolutely like yeah but yeah but like that's absolutely like a yokai story that was like the um i uh was it yokai part four i think when i was talking about the uh one yokai that would peer into you when you were using the lavatory or if you were hooking up with a prostitute would peer in at you and laugh at you like yeah that's yeah that's... so there yeah so there was the one and she was like 20 feet tall and she would look into you like hooking up with a prostitute and like degrade you because you weren't like giving it to her correctly yeah and there was also the one and like you could what you could take the coin go into the bathroom the guy would be waiting there for you and you would like say the chant throw it in the hole and look down at him and he would grant you a wish right like i, I think so yeah or, or just listeners, so, go back and listen to all of our yeah, yoga episodes. Yeah, go and listen you to all tell our yoga episodes. <laughs> but, uh, Between episodes three and six, we're not sure where, but it's in there. Yeah, it's in there somewhere. It's it's definitely in there somewhere. Because thank you, Geke Khan, <laughs> sake. Maybe you are turning out to be the finest sake. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I've been talking for a, a while. What are your thoughts? Where do you want to go next? I don't know. You just want to gush for a minute because I can gush. I yeah. love. I just love the man. I don't know. Um, I know I was talking good shit about Uzumaki. It is still the most unsettling thing I've read mm-hmm. ever. Um, um, I had a hard time getting through it in some cases. And then some times I was like, well, that's just silly. But then, but then, but then, um, to call a segment out of, I can't wait to show my kids. Mm. What does it say about me that as I was reading it last night and they were talking about eating the snail people and roasting them, that my stomach started rumbling? Ooh. I I would I want to try snail people. I'm just, I, I want people. to try it. I I just want to try it. I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good one. What would be? Yeah, out of all these like weird Lovecraftian creatures and modern yokai, if you got to have a slice of one, um, yeah, the snail people would be pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, snail in, people like I guess I'd eat at the restaurant where glycerin is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was just gonna say like they like the a uh, couple of young businessmen stop by and they're like, oh yeah, this is the this is the newest happeningest place and uh, the meat is so juicy and tender. Um, never mind if it's like cannibalism, uh, but un un there's snails. Them. It doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't count. <laughs> Um, okay. I I don't know. I got to do a lot of like, usually in two wizards, I got to do some mental gymnastics to justify a point, and this is my <laughs> the most mental gymnastics I've had to get. <laughs> Regular Simone Biles over here just like flipping over the <laughs> idea that this was once a man, not twenty minutes ago, and we're gonna roast his ass. But oh my god! Okay, actually, speaking of, uh, have you read Blackbird? Uh, no. So there's one. There's like a there's a. Uh, hiker in the mountain who 
stumbles, falls, breaks his leg, uh, and he's nursed back to health by this like blackbird woman who comes and feeds him. And she feeds him in the manner that most birds do. She regurgitates and spits up some sort of uh, pre-chewed meat. And, and, and he says it's the most delicious thing. It's the most delicious thing that he's ever tasted. Um, but then, Hey, I, my broken leg has mended. So I, I don't need to be nursed to health anymore, but this blackbird woman keeps showing up and keeps trying to feed him. (laughs) Uh, so if I could just get one portion of that, if I could just get one like regurgitated mystery meat from blackbird woman, yeah, I would do that. <laughs> okay. And there's not a horrible twist there where the wheat was man or something? Actually, that's probably, like, definitely exactly what it was. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. I ruined it. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Um, no, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> that's it, too, though. Is like I'm sorry. Again, again, no hate, but, like, you're talking about, like, the planet licking... And yeah. all I can think about is, well, Josh, did it also lick Uranus, number one. <laughs> number two, like, you talk about that or, like, I, I don't know. There's the one bit, and it's, like, um, in Uzumaki when they're in the um, row housing, because that's the only thing that can't be destroyed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, like, oh, an old, women, an old woman lives there with her son, and he's crazy or some shit. And they're both really sick, and I don't know. the It's the one with the, like, they get the horny warts. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like, okay, but the guy, it's the guy who's peeping in at her, at Kiari, he's he's the one that's going to get it, right? Oh, look, there it is. We we know, yeah. but he doesn't do twist, I guess, and I guess yeah. I appreciate that, is he shows you more or less the outcome that you expect until you get to the last chapter, you're like, wait, it's an entire underground city that's been here for 10, it's the Call of Cthulhu, but Cthulhu is spirals. Okay, I'm in. Okay, cool, yeah. let's, let's go, I'm in. Like, yeah, I... I would agree. Every couple thousand years it wakes up and decides to, you know, just wreak havoc because it can mm-hmm. for the lulls, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But but I would also agree that these are not, yeah, th- these are not like, like, yeah, like twist ending, plot twist, surprise ending. Maybe can, that's why it's so good is it isn't yeah. like, what would you call that, Shyamalanian? Right. It, it, it is. It, it's like, no, like this is... Yeah, by the, like, uh, sixth panel, you'd be like, oh, it's because this person's a monster. And it's like, yeah, that's what it is. I I mean, with, like, maybe a few exceptions, like the Enigma at Amigara Fault. Like, that was one that's like, yeah, so so weird. These, like, human-shaped silhouettes in this, yeah, like, cliff face that's been sheared up. Um. So there's like stuff like that. There's, um, well, no, the, the, there's another one, The Gentle Goodbye. Um, that one should should be pretty obvious if you're reading. Have, is, is that one that, that you came across? I know. Basically, so again, like young couple gets married and, and the wife is sort of the protagonist, sort of like main point of view character. Um. And she's amazed that her in-laws, like, so she moves in with her husband and her mother and father-in-law and then her grandparents-in-law and then even her great-grandparents-in-law. And then her husband finally says, like, well, yeah, so we have this 
kind of special ability in my family where if we all gather together and pray hard enough, when somebody passes away, we can like will their spirits to like still be here so that instead of so, so that we get like 20 years to like have our to yeah to say our goodbyes and to like have our closure of the person dying and so she's like oh okay well no wonder they were so standoffish it's just because they're like ghosts or whatever oh <laughs> um, okay okay and so then you know as you're kind of reading through it's like oh surprise this person's a ghost oh surprise that person's a ghost and then you could i, I mean mark you can probably already figure out like with the big like oh my gosh who could have seen this coming um sort of like su- surprise twist ending but but the, but yet it's so like again like refreshing in a way where it's not trying to like overthink things it's not trying to like pull out the rug from under you it's just straightforward what you see on the tin is what you're going to see inside here's a giant planet that's going to destroy earth and yeah by the by the very last pages this giant planet has destroyed earth <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what i appreciate though too is like yeah you know the endings are not necessarily happy they're just it is mm. what it is. Like yeah, that that's the other. There's part. not some you know Deus Ex Machina MacGuffin bullshit that comes out and oh I don't worry I tricked the planet into eating the moon instead. Right. Ho ho ho! Like right yeah. I I yeah, told I the, planet the planet we could be friends and so therefore it decided we were going to be friends. <laughs> it's like no, everybody died. Yeah, everyone's dead. That's and the then, end. Enjoy then, it. Using the power of friendship, we told the planet to eat itself <laughs> which, which, which that's also so the, that's also some of the cosmic horror because that's the other part too like yes it's body horror there's some super horrific gruesome illustrations of like yeah a, a human body shouldn't do that but then also yeah like the cosmic horror of like this thing is going to continue like with zero regards to like human yeah like yeah like humanity or like human thriving and i think the perfect one of that uh we've like kind of touched on it a a little bit but but i I feel like we need to give it some more time uh is tomie uh yeah like his very first kind of big one because yeah i again like blitz through all of the tomie because because yeah that started in um 1987 great year because that was my birth year uh, <laughs> and it was like an on it was like ongoing for like like a couple decades until i think like the most recent one what was the most recent tome uh chapter um that also has like seen like i, I think like seven film adaptations it's um, like 2011 was the last one that came out okay yeah fair enough um so yeah that is like his like mainstay uh, and yeah, like she is, so yeah, the, the character is this gorgeous woman that, uh, enraptures, enthralls, entices just about any man that she comes across and they have this, and, and, and the, 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 I'm pretty sure this was Yokai 4 was the, 
Japanese, why so misogynist? Uh, but yeah, like every man who falls in love with her has this compulsion to kill her and kill yeah. her in this horrific way. Like, it's not just like a simple, you know, whatever. It's like, no, like dismemberment and th- scattering her remains throughout the forest or whatever, and then burning them. Um, But she still comes back and it's never explained. It's never explained how this works. And she can kind of like replicate, like if you inject her blood into somebody, then that person becomes like, like, like she becomes a new Tomie and they have this rivalry where they're like copies of Tomie. And it's like, all right, my legion of simps, kill that Tomie. It's like, no, my legion of my simps, kill that Tomie. <laughs> and and hey i was a simp but then i got burned so now i'm gonna kill all the tomies it's it's (laughs) i just want to see a tomie grow old and ugly so i'm gonna encase her in a block of concrete (laughs) which but again it's like never explained it's like kind of hinted at it's kind of hinted and and i love that I love that where it's like she is just this cosmic force that nobody can understand and only like one dude who super duper loved his wife can resist her (laughs) but everybody else it's like Tomie I love you now I'm going to dismember you it's like that's horrific (laughs) that's horrific And so, which, because yeah, like reading the like first couple, it was like, oh, haha, I remember being a sexually frustrated high school, <laughs> like high school age, you know, but I would never, I would never like do that. And then I realized like, like reading some of the other chapters, like, oh no, something like far worse is going on. Something like, yeah, she is this. Well, okay. 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 Also listeners, I, I, I said Get this bingo mark. Here's another bingo mark. Josh is going to talk about the ancient Greeks. I, I I think there's so much to be said too. And fuck it. Maybe I'll have to like write a paper for an, an academic conference on this. Um, Do it. But Do yeah, it. like like the, the power that Tomie has over mortal men, because she's clearly immortal, is like so very much similar to like what Aphrodite has in Greek myth and Greek tragedy. Um, that like, she's just like, she's just so powerful and she like just beguiles uh, with her beauty and with her grace. And it just leads to like self-destruction. Um, I I appreciate that. It is. It, it's it, it she she's this entity that's beyond our comprehension whose motives are unknown to us other than just like destruction, just like destroying people. And that's so right. good. That's so good. Woo. Well, and that's it too. Is he just that is it's that it's that cosmic aspect and he does it so yeah. goddamn well. Like Yeah. Exactly. And it's what you were it's what you were saying. You you, you said it was just unexplained and I really appreciate how just unexplained it is. And like, you don't need, and I guess I was bitching before about like, we'll tear down the fucking lighthouse. Well, don't. Yeah. Why would you? 
sure, 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 it's killing things, but, like, at the same time, you know, fucking lighthouse, like... Right, yeah. You can't not have this light, like... You know, and... But then, too, then when it does explain it, like, um... Um, in Izumaki, Kiari's dad is, like, he does ceramics, mm-hmm. and he's been going to Dragonfly Pond to, like, dredge up the clay, and then you see the faces of the people that were cremated in the clay. Oh, yeah. What? Ooh. What? What the fuck does that mean? It doesn't matter what it means. It is what it is. Like, you just yeah. take it as granted. It's like, and so yeah, we told dad he couldn't go out to the pond anymore, and that was that. Like, yeah. th- this is it. Like... People are turning into snails all over the damn place in this town. <laughs> we don't we don't explain why, but then it's like this weird like, you know, fifth act MacGuffin, and it's like we're all starving. Fuck you! I ate a bunch of snail people, and they're delicious. <laughs> like okay, yeah. okay, I, I'm glad we brought it back around. I don't know why they're snails, but okay, I yeah, no, I that's... get it. And then like even um, Suichi or no, yeah, Suichi. So, so, so Mm-hmm. There's so so Ichi is the idiot who like is the bad kid. There's the other her weird shut-in boyfriend has like the same almost name. Mm-hmm. But like weird shut-in boyfriend is like yeah, they're turning into snails because the spiral has affected them and they're going too slow. Oh, okay, cool. That makes nothing but sense. Okay, thanks. Moving on. Great. Let's go. Like <laughs> which it is. It's like there is some sort of logic that uh, yeah there, there there's some sort of logic under which it is operating but we don't know it and like that's the cosmic horror part it's like this is beyond our comprehension where of course yeah spirals would make snail people uh <laughs> of course yeah of of course the clay that has the cremated remains would go right you know like that's and that's what's so and maybe this is going back because I know I sort of had a criticism about, you know, some some instances of like um, telling and not showing. But I think that is the essence of cosmic horror is you show and don't tell. And if you expect some sort of coherent answer, then you're completely missing the point. Um, and, and I know with Gyo... Yeah. They like kind of yeah. like like they they kind of like yeah he like kind of does that right it's like oh well this is why here's all the fish have robot legs and they're coming up on shore like they kind of do that but then it's also just like but don't think about it too hard because that's just the reality that's just what it is um and yeah I mean god damn it Junji Ito is so freaking good um. So, and that's it. He's, he's so good. And it's, oh, there's not an explanation. Why do we love this man? Because we do. There's not an explanation, Josh. Like be, be, Because because he is a true wizard. And what, yeah, he's, he and what he's able to do on the page. Um, yeah. yeah and and I, I know his output has, has kind of declined. And that's, that's all right. Good on him. Um, oh, he's almost. Six, he's gonna be. Hey, he's gonna be sixty next Monday. But as of our recording, this one week, eight days from today, yeah. that man will be sixty years old. So number one, happy birthday, Junji Ito. Dr- drink. Two wizards fucking love you. We're probably gonna post that. But yeah. goddamn it, Kampai. Kampai. Um, and many happy returns. But and many yeah, happy no, he's, and many more. He's amazing, dude. I, yeah. 
Okay, so and two, he's like he moves at his own pace too. Like yeah, yeah. You know, I'm always amazed. I don't know. I get tired of like sequels for sequels for sequels sake you know and yep we're not getting that out of this man and i really appreciate that right exactly you know? exactly yeah he he is not there's not going to be amagara fault too the amagara <laughs> fault in our stars like <laughs> <laughs> i was just going to make a like stupid obvious amagara boogaloo joke but no you you went above and beyond with that <laughs> one uh <laughs> Simple uh, word but, association. That's my that's my unknowable horror. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then Mark. So in, yes, buddy. in in this world where Two Wizards Podcast takes off, we make Buku Bucks and we get to commission a limited run series from Junji Ito-san. What would you what would you like to see him take on? Either an adapted work, some Lovecraftian thing, a new original work. What would you see? Like, holy shit, Junji Ito just dropped this latest thing, instant buy. What would that thing be? I hate to suck my own wizardly dick, but I'm going to suck my own wizardly dick and say that I want to watch a three or I want to read a three part. So that would be eight or 16 or no, sorry. Math is hard. Yeah. 18. Um, 18 edition arc of Teddy Roosevelt, the Cryptid Hunter. Oh my God! Done yes. by Junji Ito. Holy shit! Yes. Oh shit! That's so good. I don't think I, I want to see that. Teddy fighting the Ozark Howler. I want to see Teddy like losing his mind in the jungles of South America, hunting the Mapingwari. Like, yeah, that's what I want to see. That is so I wanna see... freaking good. I want to see like the the Jun. I want to see the Junji Ito take of uh, Bauman's story of the yeah. Bigfoot attacking that trapper camp. I want to. That'd be oh so God. cool, dude. That'd be so amazingly cool, dude. That would be great. Holy shit, that would be great. Oh my God, yes. Okay, no. All right, we just gotta wrap it up there because like I can't. Well, think no. Of what that- did you have? I no. I know. I can't. <laughs> I was just gonna say some dumb like I would actually like to see. The Colorado space. But no, like that's yours is so much better. Yours is so much better <laughs> that I think, yeah, I, I think that's absolutely where we need to end it. Uh, because I'll take I'll take the W. Yeah. 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 Please. Please do. Please do. Uh, because, you know, maybe listeners, when you saw this episode title, like, oh, another true wizards. I remember the Herodotus episode and how much like structured that was and wait a sec mark and josh just drink sake and like uh we're total fangirls over junji ito for two hours yes absolutely because that's what that man deserves you're damn right and uh and, and and we just just as we encouraged you like pick up a copy of herodotus's histories perhaps even especially the one translated by tom holland we are also telling you now, we have we have given you our recommendations for the work of Junji Ito. Uh, we've even given you some of the like, okay, maybe don't start with these ones. But if you're ballsy enough to say like, no, I will start with glycerin greased. I will start with uh, this horrible, disgusting shorts. 
I love being miserable. Yeah, I yeah, I I I had fun once. It, it was horrible. Or start with yawn and moo if you're a cat person and say like, "Wait, why are there these like freaky um illustrations of these cats when he's just like playing with a with a little like toy or like when he accidentally picks up like cat vomit?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because that's what it is. The what makes a true wizard is it's is 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 less about the man or woman, and it's more about the effect that they've rippled a, 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 across the universe here. And, and 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 yes, and and the 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 fact that you know so much of the world is waiting for Jesus Christ, please, Adult Swim, come out with your Uzumaki. <laughs> Adaptation, which I actually think I just saw. I, I just saw an, an update that like they said, okay, for real, twenty twenty three. It's definitely coming out this year, even though we announced it four years ago. And Colin Stetson has been like gurgling into his saxophone uh, for, for all of this time. Um, but 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 also, just like wade into some of the. Anime adaptations, be it the Crunchyroll, be it the Netflix, just like don't don't let that color your judgment of the works of Junji Ito. Mark, I drank more than half a bottle of sake, and I'm feeling kind of silly. Um, so I put down an embarrassing amount. I, yeah, I blame the heat. Yeah, no, exactly right. <laughs> See, so, so I so now's the chance where I say I feel like I've been talking a lot. Uh, uh, Jesus, I can't even speak. I've been talking a lot. Mark, you Oh, God, Josh, over. your tongue is a spiral. What are you doing? <laughs> my my tongue is this, like, weird entity that just goes around licking people at night. And <laughs> I don't need to hear what you and your Mrs. Wizard do after the... <laughs> oh, I imagine your follow-up to what you're about to say was, where can these people find us, Mark? And yes, well, the please. Answer to that yes, is, please. You can find us on Twitter at Two Wizards Pod C One, where I am attempting to get better at social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Two Wizards Podcast. Um, getting some good interaction there. Um, always love hearing from you. You can find me at Marquis Stardust on Twitter, or 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 you can find us on one of our two sister podcasts, either the Dango Podcast, a weekly retrospective rewatch of King of the Hill. We just did our one hundredth episode. Wap 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 um, we heard that. We're doing work over there. We're into season 11 now. Um, excited to push forward into that. Or, or you can catch me, and in next week, I think if my timing is right, Josh will be on there too. He talked to us about Ninja Turtles and his love therein. But, but this week, we are doing... Sorry, I'm trying to correlate the contents of my scheduling here. No, uh, but this week, we did the 1990s classic Men in Black, starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Come oh, hear man. what we have to say about that. And the answer is, it's not as good as Independence Day, the better Will Smith versus Aliens film, but it was still a real kick in the ass. Um, Josh, where can they find you, buddy? Well, they can also find me on Twitter, at PlaidBarbarian. Uh, and, 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 and like I said, I'm, I'm slowly but surely, I'm doing things beyond just uh, cat pictures and videos. But if you also want that too, find me on Twitter and you can um, see the adorable, like, it's no yawn and moo, believe me. But you can catch the tale of 
uh, Quincy and Tompkins and Monroe as their very silly cats, and we gave them a bath. Yeah, we gave them a bath just just today, and they both need it because they're Devon Rexes and their fur is different, so you have to bathe them. Uh, but they also hate it because <laughs> they're cats. <laughs> um, and I don't know. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe I'll be inspired by by Junji Ito and come up with my own like uh, one off horror it, it kind of inspired manga about um, bathing three separate cats and <laughs> the truly cosmic horror body horror things that wash off of them as and goes down the drain. <laughs> like okay, not to be too graphic, but I've been drinking sake, so I'm gonna be graphic. Um, Tompkins, I love him to death. He gets dingleberries like crazy. And I had to like shampoo oh, the, no. and I had to shampoo the dingleberries and the Mrs. Wizard also like almost puked in the tub right there. So man, if that isn't a Junji Ito <laughs> story right there. Join us next week when I'm live in Ohio shaving <laughs> cat's ass with Josh. There's okay. But also Mark, one other thing that I meant to bring up. Yes. 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 Out of all of the femme fatale, femme cosmic horror women that have graced the pages of Junji Ito's works, if you had a hall pass for any one of them, which one would it be? Okay, so you know in Uzumaki, that bitch who goes crazy and like gets her hair cut in spirals to compete with Kiari? Mm-hmm. Her. She's the craziest one. She can give me a hair job. <laughs> No, fair, fair enough. Um, How about you? There's, I, 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 I don't know why. I, I don't know why, and I maybe would need to re- reflect on this more. Um, Mark, have you read Dissection Chan? I don't think so. It's a young woman who's like obsessed with dissecting things. And what starts off with, hey, in school we're dissecting frogs. And then on my own... Uh, I'm dissecting uh, like dogs and cats and whatever. Her ultimate goal is like to be like vivisected. Um, And so she like sneaks into medical schools posing as like a corp. I don't know, man. She's just got the crazy eyes. And also in like every illustration, she's like naked. (laughs) Okay. Okay, good enough. Maybe dissection Chan. <laughs> I would like to I would like to think that I could withstand the like enthrallment of Tomie. Uh but yeah, I know that that would not that would not happen. So I guess dissection Chan. I I guess, I don't know. Also that's just a funny. That's just a funny title. Section <laughs> Chan. Uh, okay, well, I should probably drink some water with all this sake that's going on here. Mark... No, finish the bottle. Join us uh, in 20 minutes when we do a live stream of yeah. us just reading Gyo and yeah. laughing at the farting fish robots. <laughs> yes, that too. Uh, but Mark, thank you for joining me in this homage episode to a true wizard. Yes, absolutely. Junji Ito-san. Ito Junji-san. Um, listeners, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. Always great. Take care. Spirals. (laughs) (laughs) He rolled a 
upon his back, and after that, I kill them all! 